Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. Good morning. I'm Karen. We're going to start off the show notes today as usual. We have our Evening with Medium events update for you. Um, So as promised, we're keeping you in the loop with everything that's going on amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, Our April 24th event has been rescheduled to July 24th. Anyone holding tickets to our April event, they will be honored at the door for the July event. If you cannot make this date and you need a refund, you need to contact us directly before May 31st at midnight. So you can email us at info at to request your refund. You'll get every single penny back. Eventbrite has agreed to refund their processing fee as well so that people who do need their refunds won't be out any money, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But again, May 31st at midnight is your deadline to request the refund. If you do not request it at this point, you are a ticket holder for our July 24th event. Anyone who did not get tickets to the April event and does want to attend in July, just keep checking back on the website because tickets will become available as people are requesting their refunds, which is great. Um, Mm-hmm. As of right now, we're keeping our August 28th event, mm-hmm. um, so that will be running according to plan. Um, if things change, like we said, we'll let you know, and our December tickets are for sale as well. Again, if we need to reevaluate, we'll keep you in the loop. Right. And currently, there are tickets for sale for the July event, July event yes. because some people have already requested the refund. Yep. Okay. Good. Okay. I know you guys know the drill, but if your first time here, here it is. We have a second podcast series, and it's called Sips of Sanity. We are big on emotional intelligence. We firmly believe that without high EQ, your intuitive gifts just don't grow as easily. Nor do your relationships. True, true. So that podcast series, Sips of Sanity, is all about growing your emotional and your spiritual intelligence, and that's why they go together. There are five shows. They run the first week of every single month. We have a stash of them for you now. There are tons of them. And they can. Be, the very first one is free. It's always available at the website, bysarlo.com. The other four in that same series are available at the website, patreon.com backslash bysarlo. So there's five, and they're about 10 to 15 minutes per show. And as usual, you can either listen to it or watch it uh, through YouTube. Right. Which is nice because you get to actually see our animated faces. Yes. You got it. Good. And as always, we've got our businesses still up and running. Mm -hmm. Um, As usual, quote unquote, we are seeing people by distance via Skype, FaceTime, telephone, Zoom, and WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. So you can still book your appointments. They're just as efficient, as effective, and accurate. Um, So you can contact us directly at info at bysarlo.com to request those sessions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's for anyone anywhere in the world. That's right. Good. Yep. Let's go. So we're jumping into today's show. Yeah. We are. Move our mics here. You look beautiful today. Thank you. I know you're back into your navy blue again, eh? Mm -hmm. Like these, like for people don't know this, you went through quite a phase. (laughs) Well, the phase was a decade. So yes, <laughs> where you wore a lot of navy blue, mm-hmm. and I know the people that know you back in elementary and high school, middle school will know you're you were the navy blue person. <laughs> yep. But anyway, okay, um, let's get into today's show. Sure. So this is a client story. So we're we're back to doing client stories, and this person um, came to see me in person. It was a one hour booking, and she came in. We went through consent, and she said, "I'd really like an open session." And I'm really not going to guide it. 
So she's been listening to the shows and she was prepared. She says, um, I'm just going to see what comes for me. And I said, okay. So when I checked in with the spirit world, three souls approached me. And I thought, okay, is this medium? And they said, well, kind of, yeah, kind of not. And I said, okay, well, what do you mean? And they said, well, we were miscarriages. Hmm. And I said, well, that's really interesting to say kind of yes and kind of not. And I said, okay, so who are you? Well, we are all her children, and we're going to give you stuff to validate for her, but I'm her daughter, and I'm the first miscarriage that she had, and I'd like to come through today. And I said, okay, well, she's given permission for medium, so I'll mention to her that I have three miscarriages, and we'll see what she says, if she's open to it or not, because I thought, wow, imagine sitting down with a medium and being told three miscarriages are here. Yeah, sometimes you don't know you're not comfortable with something until it occurs, and that's consent. Yes. Bingo card. <laughs> yes. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll give that a go. And I said, who are these two, two souls beside you? And these two male souls stepped forward and said, we're her sons. And I looked at them and I went, you're twins. And they went, we are. And I thought, oh my God, this poor woman. Yeah. She has lost a daughter and twin sons? And then I said, well, do you have siblings on earth? What happened? Does she have kids here? No. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, the heartbreak. Okay, so this could, this could be a very healing session, or I don't know if this is like ripping a Band-Aid off. Like, I don't know. So I just thought, that's a lot to say to someone. I'm going to go slowly. So I did. I just said to her, you know, I have medium. And she went, mm-hmm. And I said, it's not like grandparent kind of medium. And she went, mm-hmm. And so I'm just kind of watching her face to think, okay, does she kind of want the miscarriages? Like, what's up? And then I went, well, I think I'm just going to jump in and ask. I said, is it accurate that you've had miscarriages? And she went, yeah. And I said, kind of three, but really only two, because two of them are, t- are twins. So it's like, You've lost three souls. And, and she went, yeah. And, and she goes, do you happen to know the sex? And I said, yes. I said, your first miscarriage is a female. And I said, the second miscarriage were twins and they were males. And I said, but sometimes when people ask you if, you know, if you ever had a miscarriage or if you've ever lost a child, you'll say, yes, three. And so they think it's three miscarriages and you don't correct them. And she goes, yes, that's true. And I said, well, it's actually two miscarriages and it's three souls. And she goes, yeah. And I said, is this what you came for? Is this like what you'd like today? Or did I just stumble into it? It's a validation moment, meaning that there's accuracy here and you'd like to go off to other stuff about your life. And she goes, no, I want to stay here for the whole hour. And I said, okay. I said, so you went open with the intention of wanting something, but you're open to it for the full hour. So that's your your interpretation of open. And she goes, yes. I can appreciate that. Yeah. Because I think if, I, if I'm coming for the first time or, or the ninth time, it doesn't yeah. really matter. And I think I can appreciate that the guides want to just bring through what I need to hear. Yeah one thing might come up and I might decide in that moment that it's worth 
having a full hour. Yeah. It's not that it is my version of open, but I actually had an agenda. Yeah. It could be okay. Like, I mean, good God, if, if you or Parker or someone I love died and, you know, they sat down and said, well, I'm going to do medical intuitive, it would be like, okay, another day for that. This is the most important thing apparently I need to hear about. Right. You know, like I think with the right person, you can adapt and, and yeah. know where a need exists. Yeah. Yeah. So she goes, you can, you can go ahead. She says, um, and do it in any order, but I'd like to hear from all three. Hmm. And I said, okay. So then her daughter stepped forward and said, well, actually, I'm, I'm going to speak. She says, so you can tell her that it's me because this is important. And I said, okay. So her daughter started and said, all three of us are from the same dad, and she's still married to him. Our, our dad is on earth, so you can validate all of that, that he's on earth and that the three of us obviously are on the other side, but we're, all, we're siblings with both parents. So she said yes. And then her daughter says to me, I'm going to go a little bit all over the place, but like my mom's a nurse. And I'm like, oh, okay. And she goes, can you tell her that? Because it's going to be one of those things like that I know about her. And I said, yeah, that's fun. I said, isn't that lovely to be able to tell your mom you know her mm. from the other side? And she's like, hell yeah. yeah. So she says, but Karen, she says, she might rush you through that statement. But so I have to explain that to you. My mom was a nurse when she had me or yeah. lost me. And I have to be careful how I word that because she had her and lost her. Mm -hmm. And she said, and then she went back to school and she became a doctor. Mm. And I'm like, oh my God, that's fascinating. And she goes, well, she became a doctor for th these reasons that she lost us. She wanted to be able to help other women with pregnancies, with like, and I said, oh, so she went like right into like an OBGYN type of career. And she goes, yes. And then mom also wanted to help women in third world countries mm. where this is, oh, I, I just feel so emotional, where she wanted to help women who didn't have even as much of a chance as her to be healthy during the miscarriage, to be cared for by medical staff, and then also to have the therapy and the psychologists and all of the help after it, mm -hmm. because her mom went through all of this with therapy. So she says, my mom has been smart and blessed to have the financial resources to be able to do it, but she also made the choices to do it and did all the work with the therapists. And I'm like, wow, your mom's a rock star. <laughs> like In like, by every definition. <laughs> yes. Like she's, she's, oh, wait till you hear the rest of it. Mm -hmm. This is off the charts, rock star. Okay. And she says, I'm so proud of my mom. Oh, I'm going to have a hard time getting through the show. Fine. I want to cry all the time. And she says, I just can't even begin to say how important it was that I was a female for her first child. Mm. And that mom really connected to that, that she had lost a daughter. So she was going to get out there and help other women and help their daughters. And I said... Okay, so I'm going to pause, and I want to tell your mom all that, because I'm at the point where like, I'm ready to flip and burst, and I want to see this woman's face. By the way, I didn't name her. What's her name? Oh, I feel like I have to pick a different name from than Grace. Um, <laughs> uh, Kim. 
okay. So she's an actress on Grey's. <laughs> I picked her real name instead. <laughs> That's good. I'm creative in other ways. So I offered all of this to Cam. And she just, oh God, I, I just wish so much that I could video record some of the sessions mm-hmm. and get consent and show people the just clients' the, the raw, The raw reaction. Oh yeah. my God, yes. Because I do know that if you're sitting at home and you're listening to this or you're watching this, that you're watching my reaction and, and they're watching yours. But to actually have seen Kim's face, to hear her daughter mm-hmm. validate what she's done and to know that, that Kim didn't survive that there's no way she could know that her mom was a nurse or that she had gone back to school to be a doctor, that she took a specific field, that she was helping a specific type of person, like that she was so deep, that she went through therapy, like all of these things that she did. And the daughter was along for the ride. I have so many things I want to say because I think of, of the reverse when we know someone through our lifetime and we lose them, let's say a parent or, or a grandparent or, or sibling, we want to hear from them to know that after they've passed, they've continued to know us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that some people, you know, can, can um, I want to say buy into that belief, but, but can accept that mm-hmm. um, if they've known them in this lifetime yeah, first. And yet right. we're, we're hearing the exact opposite right. where we've never had the chance to meet this soul, yeah. um, to let it become fully human. Yeah. And yet she's able, because it's all soul and all um, accessible, yeah. able to say, oh, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Thank I, you. I also, and I don't know if I'm jumping because I don't know your notes. This, this doesn't even look like your handwriting, by the way. What the hell happened? Yeah. I think she, I think the daughter wrote the notes because it really isn't my handwriting. You have it like school teacher handwriting. And this is not that. That's not my writing no, at all. My I, writing's tattooed on me. Like that's not it. Um, I don't know if I'm skipping ahead, but one of the things I wanted to say is how much I'm really loving the soul contract in, oh. in this so far because... I mean, we did uh, miscarriages very early on when we started this show, I think around the 20th, 21st episode um, mm-hmm. called Love is a Touchy Subject. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been a while since we've talked about miscarriages. And when we're talking about purpose or we're talking about universal laws or um, soul contracts, this little girl was never meant to actually be human. So it's, right. it's, not, it's not a lost life. Yeah. Her contract with her mother yep. was to drive her into a vocation. Yes. To have her own purpose and her own meaning in life. You got and it. And I just, I think that's so incredible. And of course, she still needs to grieve. And it's amazing that she did therapy and, and walked mm-hmm. herself through a process to grieve healthily. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, contract fulfilled. Yes. I know. Just stunningly gorgeous, eh? Yeah. Um, I'm go- I want to continue um, talking about that, but I want to interject a little something here for people who maybe have not had the miscarriage, but have had an abortion. And same same be- deal. Same deal. I just want to say to those to those women and, and men who've been the yep. partners of, because we include that in the shows, the partners need to hear these shows too, um, because it does motivate and give them purpose as well, mm-hmm. that there is no difference for us channeling, whether it's an abortion or a miscarriage, Mm -hmm. and that the purposes can be the same, and that we do not judge by religion. Religion is an earthly thing. And you have to remember that when we're mediums and we're connecting to the spirit world, 
I'm going to say we can, we can still evaluate it, but we're not stuck in it like some other humans. We can what? Sorry. We can still value oh. like someone's belief that that I'm in a religion and this is what I believe. I can still be respectful of it, but I'm not stuck in that. That's not my belief. My belief is just whatever the spirit guides are showing me and how it's playing out. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, over the last 13 years, my beliefs have changed a zillion times. Mm -hmm. With With every session, every time somebody, the spirit world blew something out of the water, I had to change all over again. And for anyone listening, the third person in this conversation today is my stomach. <laughs> totally got its own voice and has not practic- practiced active listening. <laughs> okay. Learning to not interrupt. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going back. So uh, her daughter um, said that her mom and dad named her, but she didn't give me her name. She said they named me. And they had a service for me. And I said, oh my goodness, honey. I said, how like, how many months were you before your mom lost you? And she said, a, a seven months. Oh my goodness. And I'm like, oh my word. So there was a full, a full service. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody else might say I had a miscarriage at two weeks and I had a full service. Yes, yeah. absolutely. You do whatever it is that you need to do to grieve and go through process. Absolutely. But she wanted to acknowledge that she was that it that progressive in the in her pregnancy. And she said, I think it can be significant to tell my mom that. So I did. And and again, Kim is validating. And she's like, Yes. And there are times during this where Kim is just grateful to hear the message and she's just so relieved. Yeah. Like her body goes through quite a bit during the session in terms of sitting up and being alert, totally slumping and just folding in on herself. There are times where there's just tears. There are times where she's just all out bawling and we have to sit and wait. There are times where she's laughing and smiling or and you can just see relief. And and Kim makes those comments and and I say that because this is a person who has spent years in therapy. So she's allowing herself to go through the emotions as we do things. And because you and I have such a an excellent system for checking in with clients, it's all valued. Mm-hmm. So when she's crying, I stop and say, are you okay? If she's breaking down completely, do you need time? What do you need? Mm-hmm. These are the things that we do for clients because of empathy, because of mere touch synesthesia, um, and just because we're human beings that are decent. <laughs> How's that? It's great. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So, and and I know that we've said it before, but it's something that we do consistently, yeah. no matter how indecent the person across from us is being. Oh, yes. And I mean, on a little sideline to that, I know people have attacked you on Facebook and said that you didn't do any of those things. And I know for a fact that that person is a liar. I do know that. And I know that your clients would know that. Yeah. And I know that anybody listening to our podcast would know it because we say every single time after we went through consent, we checked in, we this, everybody must be sick. Of, we, maybe that's one of the things on our bingo card. It's they mentioned probably nine squares of their bingo card. <laughs> yeah. 
they mentioned that they check in with their clients again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it, it is just so ingrained in us mm-hmm. that it just doesn't dawn on us not to do it. Yeah. It, you yeah. know what? Um, just just to show the other side of the empathy, um, I had a text message from a client and friend. So I'm, I'm yes. specifying that she's also a friend. Yes. Don't text me. Um, it, it, that she messaged me last night and said, I'm listening to your podcast. I want you to know that I'm sending you and Karen love. I cannot believe the amount of emotions that you go through oh, yeah. in five minutes. Yes. And I just, I mean, I was at home just watching my show, laying down and being restful. And I got this message and I thought, wow, thank you. I feel seen. Yeah. You know, for as much as we sit here and we talk about helping others to feel seen and heard and yeah. validated for the first time, yeah. it was just so lovely um, to, to have that returned in such plain and simple terms. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna continue if that's okay with oh, you. Yeah. Oh, but along the line of what you're saying, I cried with her. Yes, and we do. <gasps> like the synesthesia is so strong that sometimes I'm crying before she's crying. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say I'm better than her or anything. No, There's, but they're being processed that fast. That's and, correct. And sometimes while you're still in shock, we're on to the second and third emotion. That's so right. So that we can know what's coming and give you the tools how to deal with it. Thank you, Kelly, for being my person so I can say it and you can explain it mm-hmm. because we have the same synesthesia. Mm-hmm. And and I think there will be people that listen to this show and think, "Well, I have empathy. I get it too." Yeah, you do. I understand that. I won't take I'm not taking that away from yep. anybody. But mere touch synesthesia is on another level entirely, and if you don't have it, you just don't understand. And I don't really know how to explain that other than if you keep listening to the shows, you will eventually understand it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I want to I want I want to go back because this is such an incredible story. Mm-hmm. So she talks about the fact that her mom and dad um stay married. And because of the miscarriages, they really learn and oh, pardon me. And because of psychotherapy, pardon me, I really want to give my shout outs to everybody in the medical community. And I say medical because I really do believe that our mental health is medical. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a separate thing. Um, That the work the couple does as individuals, both going to therapy individually, he doesn't say to his wife, what did you learn today in therapy, honey? He goes to fucking therapy on his own. And so the her daughter her daughter says, Dad went to therapy. He found his own therapist. He didn't even go to the same therapist. Nice. He went to his own. He wanted it to be individual from mom to give her her space. Cool. And he wanted to go and get his own tools because he thought, well, if I go to somebody and I get a toolkit, and you go to somebody and get a toolkit, we might get some of the same tools. Yay! And if we both get different tools, oh my god. Then I could share mine with you and you could share yours with me. And I'm thinking, oh my God, there's the definition of marriage. Yeah. They are getting so much right. That's a team. Yeah. And that's not to say that they don't struggle in all of that and grieve and suffer, but it means that they do everything they can to help themselves and come to a place of also then how do we help each other? 
You sent me a really beautiful thing um, that Viktor Frankl, yes. uh, someone put together on yes. his behalf, obviously, of wonderful quotes from his book, Man's Search for Meaning. Yeah. And one of the things that really hit me that I had to listen to a couple times was, um, I'm just going to paraphrase, uh, was the vulnerability it takes to suffer. Yes. And I th- and I, I heard it the first time, and I thought, "What?" Like, and I th- and mm-hmm. my 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 um, old brain was trying to go, "Is this religious? Like, is this a red flag?" And then I heard it again, and and kept rewinding it, and I thought, "No, this is." Yeah. He's talking about the fact that when we talk about the weight, the the Walking Dead, um, the people who are not woke, however you want to say this, the people who are not consciously living, mm-hmm. th- they don't actually ever give themselves the permission to fully be in their suffering, to fully feel what they're feeling. And that's that's what he's referring to. And this is what you're talking about with this yes. couple. Yes. Is the vulnerability. Oh my God, yes. And that they that they both understand they're both vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And they don't take advantage that the other one is. This isn't a codependent relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she describes her parents' marriage. And she describes what her dad chose to go through as a result of what they go through together and what her mother goes through physically. Cool. Okay. And she talks about um, both of their personalities and both of their processes. And she talks about the fact that that was their contract. So The husband and wife? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so Kim looks at me and goes, What? And I said, well, this is the sole contract for you and your spouse. And she goes, oh, I listened on to one of your shows with your daughter that you do sole contracts. So you're, you're doing mine and my husband's. And I'm like, yes, I'm telling you what yours is individually, what his is individually, and what yours is as a couple, and how your daughter and your two sons and the two miscarriages of three souls impacted your sole contracts. Okay, I want to draw an attention here because in the beginning she said, oh, yes, medium, open to that, and I want to spend an hour on it. When we do the consent process right. and we ask, are you comfortable? Because that's what the question is. Are you comfortable with all of these things? Yes. It's so that the medium can actually bring through the soul contract, or the pardon me, the person that we're channeling can bring through the soul contract and other pieces of information. Yes. Because they might think, oh, well, you're doing soul contracts. I asked you to stay at medium for the hour. Well, yeah, but the information is coming from the person I'm channeling. And I do understand from clients that other mediums don't do this. Yep, I get that. And and I do understand that you and I have the ability through the gifts and through practice and through hard work mm-hmm. that we do do that. And I'm not saying other mediums don't, maybe some do as well, but my understanding from all of my clients is that they haven't experienced that unless they've seen us. Mm-hmm. Now, other, as I said, other mediums may be doing it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just pointing it out because I think, I think that's a very important thing to understand because if you've seen us for the sixth time and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah I've done consent with you, I know it, I know it all, and, and no boundaries, go open. It's, it's like, yeah, but I don't know if you actually let it sink in all the things I do the sixth time. Because I've heard people who have been to every single one of our events for six years mm-hmm. and still get something each time they listen to consent right. and go, really? I, I didn't know you did that. Is yeah. that the first time you mentioned it? And you're like, no, that's my spiel. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. 
So her daughter says to me, can I call her Kim? And I said, yeah. She goes, you don't see me as a baby. You don't see me as seven months old. And I said, no, I see you as a fully evolved spiritual being. And she goes, okay, good. She goes, because I just want to chat that way about my mom. She goes, I'm just going to call her Kim now. She goes, "Um, Karen, Kim didn't get paralyzed by this. She goes, she one day was watching TV and saw other people going through, like, I think it was like a Katrina thing or something. I won't say it was Katrina because I don't know. A disaster. But yeah. And her mom was fascinated with what made people resilient, what made people stand up and get up again, because she thought, I've had a miscarriage and I feel like I've been knocked on my ass. So if I look at this disaster and somebody else lost a child in it, plus their home, plus their job, plus, plus, what creates this resilience in a person? And this is what put her into therapy, was there has to be tools for resilience. It doesn't grow on trees, as my dad would have said, right? Like money doesn't grow on trees. Resilience doesn't grow on trees. There are qualities and things that you do. There is emotional intelligence within it. So she didn't know what that was, but she just figured, you know what? I think therapy is a good place to go and find this toolkit. And she did. And she went into books. But she also went into watching documentaries. She went into listening to TED Talks and watching what people do with their lives when they get through something. And she noticed that there were things that you do when there's something physical and when there's something emotional and so on and so on through all different things we go through in human experiences. Cool. And so she wanted the she wanted those tools. And over time, she gets into practicing some of these and they get pregnant again. And now they know that there's twins. I can't recall if she knew right away if they were boys. I don't remember when she said she knew that they were boys. But this miscarriage was pretty like I think it was at the four month. Mm. It was pretty uh, far along as well. In my estimation, that was my own opinion. I well, it's also the medical community that's ingrained in us that your three month is your safe period. Oh, okay. Right? Like people right. wait three months to tell people. Oh, because that's very true. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So the boys then come in and say, mom lost us in a car accident. Mm. That's significant. And I'm like, oh, okay. And did she name you? Yes, she named us as well. But again, they don't tell me their names. Mm -hmm. And I said, but if you say that she lost us in a car accident, Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's that's the big deal. And I'm like, okay. So they... I told her that, and she said that was correct. She had been in a, a vehicle accident, and that is when she had had the miscarriage and lost both of them. And I said to the to the two boys, well, did it look like one of you was going to last, or did she just lose both of you straight out? No, she lost both of us straight out. There was no ands, ifs, or buts. It was flat out done in one session or in one moment. And I said, okay, that's also important mm-hmm. because... How we lose our children, every single detail is important. Mm-hmm. And, and I want people to hear that, that every single detail is important. Because it was our experience. It's our pain. I'm sure a police officer would agree with you oh, right. and tell you that they feel what yes. we feel. 
Yes. The the desperation to know every detail. Right. Because they would be greeting the family to say, this is how your loved one passed, and they that person wants to know every single detail. And I'm sure a psychotherapist would say it matters. Oh, yes. So much, eh? Because we can fixate on one detail that some other people might not think is the point right. or relevant, and yet that one detail completely alters our belief system. Yes. And it also can be where if she hears that in that moment from a medium, that she, then she can take a breath and let yeah. something go. So therapy can help us take a breath and let things go. I want to totally acknowledge all of that. I just think that also doing this for this woman allows her to take a breath again or in a different way mm-hmm. or an additional one. Yeah, so the boys um, talked about the fact that this really propelled her into processes. And this is what's key. This is where she had started it when she lost, when they lost their daughter. Mm -hmm. And then they go through the second miscarriage and lose two children. And now she is in full swing of, okay, I've been through this before. I have tools to get through this. I can't rush it because I know you can't rush this grieving. And that it's just going to rear its head. It could be 30 years later and it could come back up. I get it. But I do know there's a process and there are tools and there is help and there are ways. And what I do in a day with a thought or a moment or an action matters. That was another, that was the first thing that was on Victor Frankl's uh, thing that I was talking about earlier. Oh, we'll have to share that maybe. I already did. Oh, I love it. On Facebook? Yeah. Oh, then people can go and look at that. I posted it today and we're recording about five days before this airs. Okay. But it is on our Facebook okay. page. And and um, so, so the quote, again, paraphrased, was um, that of all of the things that cannot be taken away for, uh, from us is our freedom to choose how we, how we um, perceive and how we choose to mm-hmm. think about a situation. Right. Because sometimes our actions and our choices are, are limited or taken away from us. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. But how, how we choose to think about it is um, entirely up to us. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's part of what she learned here in this. And then where the boys come in and explain in great detail. So I want to go through something and I'm going to turn my page I'll be again. Quiet. Yep. Because. I, I had to write it down, and again, everybody knows I wrote it down and not in my own handwriting, so I do want to write what the boys wrote. They wrote down, and this is how it came through, I wrote sons, twins, four months, accident, car. Just if they're thinking, how does how do psychics, how do mediums get this shit? There's your one of your answers. One of. I don't get any of that. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, devastation. And I remember thinking, devastation. And I jumped up from my table. I went over, I was in the craft room, and I went over to the other one where there's your laptop, and I typed in the word devastation Mm -hmm. to give a a definition. I know what it means, but I wanted to see if there was a variety of similes and words, and maybe, well, you and I love words. Mm -hmm. We, We love all of that. But I just thought, I want to be open to what the boys could possibly mean that Kim was experiencing and not just what I think devastation means. 
And then I wrote down, she used the word a lot. So I said, Kim, is that accurate that you would always say to people that you were devastated, you used the word? And she goes, oh yeah, like this. And I said, okay. Significant because others might use the word traumatized. Yes. Right? Like, And, and neither's wrong. It's just we're you're getting the accuracy of how she described her experience. Yes. And I wrote down that she met other people who had been devastated too. So she sought them out. She watched how they rebuilt their lives and why they rebuilt their lives. She asked them how and why and what was broken. So she was trying to say, what do you feel is broken from this experience? It's a great question. That's it. Okay, hang on a second. If you're listening and you haven't lost a child or a loved one, this is just a good question. Oh, yeah. Because if you are feeling a disconnect in any of your relationships, yes. it, it really does come back to a need not being met. But if you're asking the question, what do you feel has been broken, then you can actually get to the bottom of, of the problem. Yes. Um, and then she created a process to fix it and not to have it happen again if possible. Within her limits of control. Well, yes. So I'm now going to turn the page, especially for people who are just listening by audio. Take your earphones out. Mm -hmm. Then the boy said this, she became determined to be a fixer in the best way possible after each devastation or event in life and to rebuild. So again, I paused and I said that to Kim and she just, man, like there was such a shift in the session. So at the beginning, it was like, I can't believe that you're doing this. I like that was just, she was just incredulous as to what was happening. I can't believe I'm connecting to these three souls. There was elation, sadness. It was, we were all over the place. And then boom, the boys came in and it was like, get it done. So, and I, I really want to read this. So the boys said, take notes. So you can see, here I go. This is what Kim did. And I want to say Kim and her husband, because I really do want to include him in all of this, and they did. Mm -hmm. But But Kim's having a session. Yeah, it's Kim's session, and they're really focusing on mom and the fact that the boys are proving we know our mother. And I want people to remember that when I read the list, because they never lived. That they knew what, oh, pardon me, how do I preface this? When I started writing the list, these are the things that they said she went through. And this is how she continues to go through her life. So this is what's important, that she looks at what is working. So these are some of the questions and the, the way that she approaches things. What's working here? What isn't working here? So she wants to identify what isn't working. She doesn't say, it's your fault. She's not looking to blame a person. No, this, is, this is very factual. This is She's good. looking at what isn't working. So if this per I might love this person, but this isn't working. What could work? Mm-hmm. What would need help? What could be rescued? What needed to be discarded? What needed a little TLC? Can I say no when necessary? Am I people-pleasing? And beside that, that she had learned to be honest and stay in the honesty. And she got that through the therapy. Nice. She understood through the therapy that she was contributing to the problem unnecessarily with the people-pleasing. She did all of that stuff. 
Okay. I want to know, can I illustrate this for someone? Because I think some people might be like, how would you be people-pleasing if you're the victim of a, an experience like this? We know, or we've learned as, as humans, um, that our own discomfort in our life, our own trauma in our life, can make other people uncomfortable. And if we recognize that, then we may not share those aspects with others for fear of how they will respond to us. Mm -hmm. And so that is Mm people-pleasing. That is pushing down and not processing what you need to actually process in order to make another person feel a bit more comfortable with you. And so there she is stuck or potentially stuck. And I think that's important for people to know because some people will just go, well, she's the victim. She was the one that was harmed. And and it doesn't stop there. That's important because she learned about that in therapy to make sure that she wasn't people-pleasing her husband. Yeah. And he learned that he couldn't people-please her. Mm-hmm. So they both had to be able to be respectful of, no, you need to say what you need. Mm-hmm. I need to say what I need. If we have two different needs, what we'll are we going to do to work through that? We'll work through it. Yep. Might be your turn, then my turn. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Today, mine. Tomorrow, yours. It doesn't matter. It was a process. Okay. I'm going to go back. Yeah. Um, that they needed to check in with each other. Now, this isn't just about her and her husband. She's learning this about her job. Relationships. She, everything. That she needed to be a better listener. That she needed to observe everything. So there were times for all of these different roles. She wrote down, or they wrote down, mom learned to try and then to reassess and then to repeat. Cool. Yeah. Um, That she had to check in with her ego if she was feeding the ego. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another one was, am I working efficiently? I loved that one. (laughs) I have to ask myself that so many times a day if I'm actually being efficient. Mm -hmm. Um. Don't reinvent the wheel. Yep. So that goes back to that what is working question and not trying to do too much work by reinventing something. So if a therapist could help her with something, why should I reinvent the wheel and try and figure it out? If that lady, my therapist knows, let's go and figure it out and let her do it. Let her teach me and I'll go do my homework and come back. Mm-hmm. So she she preserved her energy. Um. Sacrifice only when necessary. Love it. <laughs> you know, you're reading this list, and I and I love and appreciate every point. And I want to direct people back to um, Carmen Theobald's show on the yes. five roles of the master herder. Oh my god! And she did do an abbreviated version in Coffee with the Sarlos, right. and she's got the full length sips of sanity on Patreon.com/slash by Sarlo. Um, because what you're talking about is moving f- uh, with fluidity uh, into and out of all of the roles yes. as necessary. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Grieve. Mm-hmm. That there were just times when it was okay just to be in just grieving and nothing else. And that if somebody was trying to rush you through it, then step away and be in your grief. Come back when you can. Laugh. She said that, they said that was a big one for her mom and dad together, that they chose to laugh each day together. Nice. That even though they, there could be like lots in the day where they were angry or grieving in the terms of sadness and 
um, depression that they still would be like, oh, okay, it's time to laugh. And they might just put on a comedian or look up something on the internet and just send each other a quick text to make each other laugh. Mm-hmm. Share. Now, through that, the boys, and I hope I got them all because like I'm trying to do this. Yeah. This was, this session was almost a full year ago. And I'm trying to remember, and they're, they're just channeling and telling me all of this. So I hope I did that justice. And they give all of that information to Kim to say, we saw you. We know how hard you worked. We know what kind of work you did. And I, so I said to the, guy, to the guys, I said, hey, what kind of work did she do then? Like, yeah, here's the list. And, you know, I was able to say these things to her and she would, she would say, mm-hmm, yeah, she would give the validation. She might even interject and tell a story. But then one of the boys says to me, well, remember we told you mom was a nurse? Well, she became a doctor between our sister and us. Wow. And it's like, okay. So that she confirmed that. And then after she lost us, mom went into a desire to help people in other countries. Remember our sister told you that? Yes. Well, she does the doctors with borders or... Without. Oh. <laughs> Literally the opposite of what they're trying to achieve. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think there should be a free square just called Karen's moment. <laughs> so... Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, she's traveled. Mm-hmm. And so the boys were like, well, you could also go into a whole other area of mom's life where mom has traveled on her own. She, hasn't go, she doesn't go with dad. She goes with her coworkers. And she's met other people from all over the world that she, she travels with. Mm-hmm. They, they may even say, let's both sign up for this one and let's meet because they do complementary services. Yeah, She might match up with a general surgeon or... You know, someone else, um, a pelvic physiotherapist and from another country or another part of her country and be able to go there and offer a combination of services to these people. And a psychiatrist, Mm because you hear she has a great love for psychiatry or psychology. A lot and respect. She does, totally. It's, it's, It's a complete part of how she will see her patients and say, now, what kind of therapy are you going to get? Have you considered this? It's mm-hmm. like she brings that up in conversation with her patients. So the boys and her daughter talk about everything that she's been through in those terms. Because I know there are other aspects of her life, but they go through what she went through in terms of the two miscarriages. And then how it's impacted her entire life and her partnership with her husband And partly the fact that because there are no children, both of them really jump into their careers tremendously. And I don't mean to say that married people with children can't. Mm. I'm just saying these two did. That's all I'm saying. And how much the children participated and traveled with them and enjoyed the experience as energy. Mm -hmm. As just whatever someone wants to say about that, I just refer to it as energy but that they stayed connected to their mom and dad's lives. And that on that particular day last summer, she got to hear how much and in how much detail. 
And and it wasn't, oh, well, you know, um, proving it by saying, oh, I don't know, like just other things in terms of what mediums do, but that they actually explained about lifetime, the pain, the sorrow, but also the resilience and the strength. And that the resilience and the strength and the sharing and the empathy came from all of that suffering. Mm-hmm. It came from those experiences. And it made her beautifully who she is. And it made it beautifully who he is and who they are together and what they offer the world. And I, and I, I just, I don't know. Like, in all honesty, I was not preparing this show last night. I was completely preparing a different show. And I went to get up to go and get a glass of water. And the three of them were standing in the hallway going, we were supposed to be your show. <laughs> like, what? Well, we were supposed to be your show. You went and got in your head about COVID. And you wanted to do some other things for people. It wasn't supposed to be the show. And I'm like, ah, oh, all right. So I threw out the other sheet. And I started over and I just sat there and thought, okay, tell me, tell me the story. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, we, we came a year ago. Our mom came. And we wanted to tell the story of our mom and her life because it is about getting through devastation, which is what I think some people feel we're we're really truly in right now, devastation. Absolutely. We have bodies piled up in countries and we have people losing loved ones that they can't be in a room with where the people passing are by themselves physically. Yeah. It is devastating. And I, I, I thought... Wow, I'm so glad they showed up in the hallway and just stood there like, you need to talk to us. You need to listen. We have a mom who knows how to get through this. Mm-hmm. And we have a dad that knows. And, we, and they, know, they know team. They know how to work as a team. You need to talk about them. Yeah, they're navigating grief in a way that we have to get prepared to do. That's correct. And so here they are. Here's Kim and her husband and their three kids. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And I hope people hear that. I hope they they go out and get a pen and paper and go, okay, maybe this is Saturday morning and I'm hearing it this afternoon. I'm going to go back and, and take some notes on this. Um, or I'm going to listen to it again on Sunday and, and go back and figure out what did Kim get out of that? How did she communicate? What were those questions that the boys talked about? And I, I remember the boys just really clearly saying to me, they didn't make it a big deal. Uh, make sure you write notes. <laughs> just, just make sure you write that. And, and I just love the fact that they came to visit me last night. They kept me up till one in the morning, though. They didn't eh. leave till one, but... You signed up for the job. I did. I'm not complaining. They just, they kept me busy. <laughs> they kept me talking about, you You have to keep doing these podcasts. You have to keep... Well, that, I think that also they they keep you in love. Oh, yes. Right? I mean, yeah, we get very interrupted. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but it always comes back to how in love every soul is with each other. Yes. And... How much love I felt from the three of them last night, because the spirit world wanted to speak to us, and it picked these these three miscarriages and their mom and dad who are here on earth, mm-hmm. and that they went, ah, that'd be a good story for them. <laughs> and I just get to be part of it. I'm just so grateful. Mm-hmm. So grateful I get to be part of it. So even though I woke up tired, I woke up energized. If you can say that you're tired and energized all at the same time. I think that's overtired. Yes. I think we all know what that is. 
Yeah. Yes, that's correct. That's over. <laughs> and she happily, still is. I'm happily overtired. Cool. So I'm tired, but my emotional state today is how can I be Kim? Mm. As long as I'm healthy and I'm not in the COVID and suffering with it, because then I'm in a different position where I need others. And I need my own resilience. I need the spirit world's strength. But if today I'm healthy and I can do this show so that people can get something out of it, then I'm so happy. Thank you. For, and for bringing happiness to so many people. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. I hope it energizes somebody listening to it. Cool. Thanks. Okay, so if you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at Just a reminder to anyone holding tickets to our April event, it's been rescheduled to July 24th. You have until May 31st to request a refund. Otherwise, your April ticket will be honored at the door. Um, events are still on for August and December. As far as we know, we will keep you updated on that. And if you have the time or the energy today, um, please go ahead to YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, any of our social media platforms to like, share, comment, um, repost, anything that you can do to help us uh, spread beautiful stories like this to more people. That means the, the world to us. Um, and again, if you're listening from patreon.com slash thank you so much for your financial support and your emotional support right now. We appreciate that so very much. Have an excellent weekend.